The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Get ready to break the mirrors, walk under a ladder or two, and, well, maybe even step on a few cracks in the sidewalk, because this is a spooky Friday the 13th edition of Soap Central Live. I'm the man behind the hockey mask, your host, Dan Kroll. I want to take a minute, of course, to thank everybody out there who's listening, either live or in the archives at SoapCentral.com slash radio. I really do appreciate your support each and every week. So as I mentioned, it is Friday the 13th, and are you superstitious? Well, check this out. On June 25th, Soap Central Live broadcast its 25th episode. And here we are today on Friday the 13th, and we're broadcasting episode 31. One, three, three, one. Okay, so maybe it's not the spookiest thing you've ever heard, but I have heard that other than professional athletes, actors are some of the most superstitious people on the planet. Is it true? Well, I guess the only way to find out is to get on with this week's show before a black cat crosses our path. For many people, reality television has given a very nightmarish impression of the state of New Jersey. Thanks to my first two guests and a wonderful film called Greetings from the Shore, that may all be about to change. For more than a decade, he's been the face of One Life to Live's Christian Vega. But recently, David Fumero has turned in some of the performances of his career. He's joined by the woman who cast him in Greetings from the Shore, Gabrielle Berberich, a woman who may or may not have a very soapy past of her own. So let's welcome him to the show. Welcome, David, and welcome, Gabrielle. Thanks for being part of today's show. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for having us on the show. I'm very feel very thrilled that it's Friday the 13th. You, I didn't realize I it just, until you I just, just said that. <laughs> I know that was that was first news to me too. And then the one three and the three one. That's pretty pretty cool. I'm not superstitious though. That was going to be my <laughs> first question. You know, there's a, a lot of actors who uh, certain rituals or they don't like to say certain things before the show. But David, nothing, no superstitions at all. No, um, I mean, I, I think if something's going to happen, it's going to happen, and um, uh, no, not at all. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are superstitious, but I'm a big believer that superstition only happens if you think about it enough and you make it happen yourself. Self-fulfilling superstition, I think. Exactly. Although, I, I have to tell you, I own an acting studio, and I agree with your stats that actors are definitely, I would say before professional athletes, really? the most superstitious people I've ever met. So we won't uh, take some sort of uh, omen that, David, you're having a little bit of uh, laryngitis today, and it's Friday the 13th. No, co- it's just a coincidence? Um, yeah, I think it's just a coincidence. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. You know what? Maybe if I paid a little more attention, I, I would be superstitious, but maybe I don't. Well, before we... 
Before we make you think too much about superstitions, let's talk a little bit about the movie. I had the opportunity earlier this week to check out Greetings from the Shore. And it's not just because you guys are guests on the show, but I have to say that I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was everything a sort of romantic comedy needs to be. Thank you so much. Isn't David terrific in the movie? Isn't he great? Absolutely. You, and you know, everybody was. So, David, can you tell us a little bit about the movie and a little bit about the character that you play? Well, um, basically the film is a coming-of-age story of this character, uh, Jen, and I play like the love interest um, guy she meets in the summer at the shore, and, uh, you know, there's a beautiful happy ending. So much goes on in the film that it's kind of hard to just uh, go through the film without going through every detail. But when I first read the script, it read like a book, you know, and seeing the film now, uh, it's almost... You know, I, I give a lot of credit to to Gab and, and Greg Churchak, who directed the film. They're, they're the ones responsible for the film. They wrote it, and it, it's it read like a, a book, and, and it played out like a great film. How did you first become aware of the project? Um, I don't remember how it happened. I think uh, my manager called me uh, about a film, about a casting, and I met... I, I think you you'd probably uh, can answer that better, Gab. Well, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough as I was going through the process and writing that um, uh, another casting director, um, when she first read a draft, mentioned David's name to me. And then I tracked him down, and when he came in to audition, you know, he was so prepared. I, you could correct me if I'm wrong, David, but I think you had, like, the script memorized before you got to me. Um, and just really understood the character and connected with it, and then... We uh, and I think it, it, to a certain extent there was a lot in common. You know, there was each each person had been through a journey, and um, you know the the artist's sensibility, which the character of Benicio is an artist and a, and a traveler, which I think David, you know, in your life you had connected with. But we just felt so fortunate. By the time Greg came in, when we called him back, we felt like we had found our Benicio. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, I think I was in transit. I was on my way back from L.A to start on the show on One Life again, and the script came up, and I read it, and right away, you know, I told uh, Melissa, who's my wife now, at the time we were just going out, that, you know, it was just a, it was the perfect role for me to do right now, because I had taken some time off of acting, I was off the show for a couple of years, and I was like, this is great, you know, it's just, this would be, this is not too far off from kind of, like I just said, what, what I've lived through the past few years, years before that. Now, what's some of the difference that you differences that you discovered, David, between doing the soap work, which I think a lot of people underestimate in terms of the amount of work that it is, and doing a movie? Um, number one is time. Even though we shot Greetings pretty fast, I think it was like 22, 23 days, um, on One Life we do a show, we, we essentially do a film a day. So, um, you know, one scene would be uh, eight hours on Greetings, scene, you know, you better get in like a few minutes on, on wildlife so, so you had more time to be uh to to be creative and to kind of really uh have fun with the character i teased at the top of the show gabrielle that you may have a little bit of a soapy past something <laughs> that intrigued the soap fan in me is from the back of the the dvd and the liner notes that mentions that this film is sort of part memoir how much of what plays out on the screen is let's just say real, I guess. 
Well, a, a very good chunk of it is. In fact, you know, we say that it's one part memoir and one part nautical fairy tale. Ooh, I like um, that. But, um, but actually, you know, I, I, um, I do feel incredibly connected to soaps, and I do think that it's the entire reason I went into the industry. When I was a third grader, I was at an event, and Anthony Geary plucked me out of a crowd when he was doing a members-only promotion and um, said, oh, she looks like a little Laura. And I was so smitten because I have three older sisters who are huge daytime fans. And, you know, at that point, it really kind of, as a little girl growing up in New Jersey, it really kind of opened my eyes to that world as, as real people and a kind of job. And uh, that was pretty spectacular. So in more ways than one, I feel like uh, I do love daytime. And it was a thrill for me to work with someone who had developed, I think, a really strong work ethic, as many daytime actors do, and as certainly David did and brought to our, to our show. We're going to test you on how much of a soap fan you are a little bit later. We'll have a little bit of fun with that. But uh, going back to David, with filming the movie and, of course, being on One Life to Live, was, were you back at the show, and did you have to sort of alter your, your taping schedule to be a part of the movie? Yes, I was on the show at the time. I, was just, I had just gotten back, and I was in one of my heaviest storylines, story too. Um, I mean, I was working pretty much every day. Um, but they scheduled it, so I would go to One Life and shoot, um, you know, all day, just my stuff, and then I would head back to the shore and work all week on uh, on greetings. And same thing every week. I, I think I, I worked one day a week on One Life, but it was a pretty uh, maddening days, 60 pages a day or so. Wow. I can't uh, even imagine. I don't yeah. think David slept for the whole month, in fact, because we would he would get off of the shoot in New York and you know, get in a car and come down and show up for a night shoot with us, and it was just incredible stamina and dedication. Well, I guess when we say come down, we should probably let listeners know for who maybe haven't seen the movie yet, but we'll pick up the DVD hopefully. Uh, where exactly was the movie filmed? We filmed mostly in the town of Lavalette, New Lavalette. Jersey, okay. at the Jersey Shore. Um, it's a town that's about a mile and a quarter long on Barnegat Island, and we also filmed some in Seaside Heights and Point Pleasant, and then um, uh, a portion of it in New York City, but most of it was at the Jersey Shore. I think that that's, that's northern, more northern. I'm more familiar with uh, southern Jersey, so that's up closer towards New York, I guess, correct? Uh, it's about an hour and a half outside of New York City. I think everything is an hour and a half outside <laughs> of New York City. I know, that's true, isn't it? Yes. We are coming up here on our first break, so there's a whole lot more to, to discuss, and certainly we want to let people know how they can get their copy of the movie. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with more of Soap Central Live in just a few seconds. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? 
For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. We are spending this summery Friday the 13th down the Jersey Shore with David Fumero and Gabriel Berberich, and we're talking about greetings from the shore. Before we went to the break, uh, I wanted to mention that while this movie, we're just talking about it being on DVD now, this was actually filmed uh, a couple of years ago. And I think it was uh, maybe... 2007 or so is that am i right gabrielle yes we finished um we actually uh started filming it and then we took a break to do an edit and come back to film the ending so we finished filming in um in june um and then we did a year of film festivals and then um, we went from festivals to a theatrical release and then international release and now on dvd since you did Pretty much a whole bunch of stuff. You were producer and co-writer, and you did some of the casting, Gabrielle. I'm, I'm curious, outside of the reading, uh, when David walked in, did you pretty much know that that was your guy for 
Benicio? Honestly, yes. Um, and, you know, it, I think more of the, of the writer in me looked at him and uh, his entire disposition. And then certainly when, even before he did a read, when we sat down and discussed it, I could see that he completely grasped the sensibility of the character. Um, so I was incredibly optimistic. And although I knew he was on the show, but I have to say that the producers really twisted themselves into a pretzel to free him up for us. Which made, uh, which really made a big difference. Yes, that, that was a, uh, it's a bit of a mission. I was so very grateful <laughs> and glad they did that. Because that was my heavy, heaviest storyline at the time, and sometimes it's it's um, it's tough to break up those schedules, but they made it work for me. And it's definitely a good thing. Let's talk about the film's lead, Kim Shaw, who I have to say did a really good job. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that being your on-screen romance, David. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm I working with Kim. I mean, the, the chemistry on screen played out really, really well. Uh, it seems like you two hit it off sort of immediately. Yeah, well, Kim, she's just a, she was a sweetheart. And, you know, we rehearsed a bit in the city before we even started the film um, with Greg. And right away, one of the, our first rehearsals, just reading the script to each other, I, 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 you know, I told her in one reading, I was like, you're going to make me feel stuff. This is going to happen. And, you know, we got along from day one, from moment one, and it was very easy, very easy to, to work with her. And she's kind of like the character, too, you know. She's very she's sweet and, and fun. And, you know, when you watch the film, if you knew her, you, you, you could see where, where all that comes from. And, you know, this was Kim's first film, so all of the actors who had significantly more experience than she did, because she had actually never even been on camera oh, wow. before she did this. And right, she's she gone on to work quite a bit. Um, but, you know, Paul Servino and J.O. Sanders and a lot of the other people who were in the film um, really kind of took her under their wing. And so um, it was her and, like, a bunch of guys, and, and they were all really generous and not only the creative aspects but also helping her grasp the technical aspects of being on a film set something that obviously soap fans don't really get a chance to do and, and i guess even more so with movies is the chance to interact with the stars sort of as things are playing out and something that's been interesting is that there have actually been sort of shoreside screenings of greetings all up and down the coast of New Jersey for this summer, and I think it goes through September 10th in Atlantic City. Uh, what's been the reaction, David, among the fans when you've been out there for these screenings? Well, I mean, I've been to the screenings in, uh, in the shore. It's always like, you know, that show, the Jersey Shore, always comes up. People are like, this is the shore. You know, this is what we know the shore is about. Um, and it, I think it's a, a certain familiarity that, that they, um, they feel when they see the film. Maybe they've had a, a summer love, just like uh, uh, Jenny and, and Benicio's was, things like that. Now, were you someone who went down to the, the Jersey Shore, David, before the movie, or is this, was this a new experience for you? It was a new experience for me. I mean, I've been down to the sh I, I was down to the shore when I was a kid because I... Uh, my early years, maybe from 8 to 12, I lived in Jersey, and I remember going to the beach once, but I don't remember it much. I grew up, my teenage years were mostly in Miami, 
So when I heard we were going to shoot this film at the Jersey Shore, it was at the beach. You know, I mean, Miami's got beautiful beaches. So <laughs> I, I wondered a beach in Jersey. Come on, um, but it's it's gorgeous. It's a little cold, the water, but sands, you know, white and soft. And I was amazed. I was blown away by how beautiful it is. And then the film shows the beauty of, of the shore, I think, very well. I think definitely. And, Gabrielle, you're from New Jersey. I'm originally from Jersey. That's right. Maybe you're the best one, then, to answer this. What is it about New Jersey that sort of makes it the brunt of everyone's jokes, the armpit of the United <laughs> States and all these really horrible sort of reality shows? Uh, you well, know. I like to think that everyone's just jealous, but I, I suppose it can't be that. Um, you know, it's, I think it's just like, you know, it's a little state. It gets picked on. It's kind of like the runt of it. Um, you know, it, it, I guess there are a lot of personalities and, and kind of a very demographic here and some pretty interesting accents. But, um, you know, it, I think Jersey has a little bit of everything. So I think I, although I am the Jersey girl, I, I find it hard to be objective enough. But one of the reasons we made this movie was to kind of like avenge the Garden State because Greg Churchak, <laughs> the director, and I were out in L.A. saying, you know, we get ripped on all the time from being, you know, for being from New Jersey. So let's try to shoot a beauty piece, and that's what we set out to do. Now, we mentioned earlier, Gabrielle, that you are a soap fan. We're going to get into a little bit of One Life to Live talk here, and I'm curious, are you a One Life to Live fan? Absolutely. All right. It's time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> How many times has Christian been married? Oh, my gosh. That's really... Who can count? And Do you mean to the same person? Or, okay, I mean, just in general. Um, I, don't boy, think I, remember, I don't think I even know the answer to that. Well... Okay, well, how about this? I won't give the answer. Let's see if we can make this happen. We'll do a, a, an impromptu on-air contest. Uh, anyone out there who's listening, if you can answer that particular question, send an email to radio at soapcentral.com, and the first person to write in with the correct answer will get them an autographed copy of Greetings from the Shore DVD. Does that work? Sounds great. Perfect. So let's do a little bit of... of one life to live talk here. David, I mentioned at the top of the show that in the past month or so, there's been some really, really incredible scenes that you've been a part of. Uh, some are saying that they may be some of the most powerful scenes that you've had the opportunity to do on One Life to Live. So let's probe a little bit. Uh, it was really, really difficult to watch Christian say goodbye to what may be the love of his life, Evangeline. Uh, how was it to play those scenes? Well, we did, I think it was uh, six shows worth in two days. Um, so we shot, uh, I, I believe those particular scenes we shot all on a Friday. So I can't remember how many pages it was. It's one of those things where, you know, I rehearsed, we rehearsed it in the morning with the director, Danny, who's a really good friend of mine as well. And I was glad, kind of happy that she directed these scenes because, me being close to, that close to the director kind of helps too um, when you're doing emotional stuff. And um, you basically just kind of got yourself in this in this space and started rolling. And we did one scene after the other. And I, I don't I don't know how to explain how how we did that because I don't even know. When I was done with the day, I was like, I can't believe we just did you know fifty something pages of suffering. And was it, it? You mentioned it was done on a Friday. Was that sort of uh, 
draining? Were you able to shake it off when you left, or does that sort of heavy material sort of stay with you for a while? No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm able to shake it off. And it, it was on a Friday. I, I meant Friday because it is the last day of the week. Everybody wants to go. There's a, when it's a lot of material, the pressure can be on, and then there's the pressure of, you know, these scenes should mean a lot. You know, we got to get a certain performance. So it, it, it builds up. Um, but, you know, I worked with a great director who's a great friend of mine as well, and, and the crew is great. And, you know, we kind of just put ourselves in a, in the state of mind and started rolling and, like one after the other. It was a pretty uh, exhausting day. Well, one of the other things that fans seem to, you mentioned exhausting, that they've been exhausting themselves with, as soon as they found out that you were going to be on the show, they wanted to know one thing, uh, mostly, and it's sort of what's going to happen with Christian and Layla, uh, not necessarily specifics, we do like to be spoiler-free, but of course, uh, Tika Sumter has mentioned that she's going on recurring status, and a lot of fans are wondering, what's that going to mean for Christian? Well, I mean, he's engaged, so she's just not going to be in the country. She, he's going to be waiting for her, for her to come back um, from wherever she goes. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to. I never know that answer. I never know how to answer that that uh, question either. Oh, no, that's a good, but it's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. I think certainly if fans have an emotional interest in it, why not sort of sit back, stay away from the spoilers, and uh, you know, keep your fingers crossed and hope that it plays out the way that you want to. Yeah, I think Christian will always be Christian, you know, truly dedicated to the love of his life, and Layla's the love of his life now. So until something happens to um, shake him up, that's what it's going to be. We have just about two minutes before we have to wrap on this segment. Uh, I'll give you guys, uh, you know, maybe 45 seconds apiece to sort of sum up why folks need to go to greetingsfromtheshore.com and put in their order for this DVD for this uh, really good summer, feel-good romantic comedy movie. I'll start with uh, David. Well, I think especially because what we were talking about earlier, um, how, you know, the Jersey always has this certain not great stigma. I think it's just, it, 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 it's exactly what, what Jersey should be. You know, it, it, it's a beautiful film. It's an ageless film and it, you could watch it now and watch it 10 years from now and then and it'll mean the exact same thing. It's a great film to have. And Gabrielle? I think for fans of daytime, if you love, you know, the narrative structure of romance and intrigue and drama and travel and, and and resolution and turmoil, um, this film plays into a lot of those aspects. And so um, if you'd like to capture a piece of maybe even another facet of Christian Vega, I think you might find that in David's portrayal of Benicio. I want to thank both of you for dropping by today. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for having us. And again, don't forget the contest, radio at subcentral.com, if you can tell us how many times Christian's been married. And if you're interested in picking up your copy of Greetings from the Shore, you can head over to the movie's official website, which is greetingsfromtheshore.com, and place your order today. We'll be back with more of Soap Central Live after the break.
News, opinion, passion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. So far, the only bad thing that's happened is I spilled my glass of water. So if that's the worst thing that happens today on Friday the 13th, I'll have no complaints. Throughout her daytime career, my next guest has brought us light and hope. Earlier today, she made a much-needed return to her Emmy-nominated role on CBS's The Young and the Restless. Soon, Sidney Coleman will be seen in an online series called River Ridge. And she's here today to talk about all of those things, the number 13, and I guess anything else that comes to our, our minds. So please welcome Sidney Coleman. Sidney, welcome to Soap Central Live. Dan, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Well, let's get the the number 13 out of the way. Uh, Are you superstitious, do you think? Not about things like that. I actually like the number 13, and and I thought maybe today's a good day to go play the lottery. I mean, why not? Give it a shot and see what happens. I'm saving that for October 10th because that'll be 10-10-10, so I figure if everything... Oh, I know, and I forgot to do it. I forgot to buy a lottery ticket on 8-9-10 the other day, mental note. I completely forgot about it, the single mom syndrome, so... (laughs) I guess if ever there were a, were a time, those are the days to do it. But speaking Exactly, of, when they jump out at you like that. Speaking of days, uh, what a really good episode today of 
the young and the restless. Hope is back, at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how did your return to YNR come about? Um, well, they they contacted me, and, uh, you know, the, the characters always sort of remained on the show, not and obviously not as prevalent um, as I was years ago. Um, but I think the, the you know the fans have a had a large say in that, and I know that the fans are are, are loyal fans, and um, and they have voices, and it makes a difference when people write in and they call in and they they send emails and and they request, and of course um, I think it was very pivotal for the character at this point. Uh, in terms of redemption for Adam uh, on the show. Uh, so they just contacted me and said, would you like to come back? And, of course, um, Hope is probably the dearest character to my heart um, mm. that I've had the opportunity to portray because I really got to take her from the beginning to the end. And there's something to be said for that in television. So not to mention she's, you know, the character is just beautifully written. And um, she's a really solid person. I think her her moral compass is 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 really in place. I think that's a really good segue. You had mentioned Adam, and for folks who are listening who may not be completely familiar with the Young and the Restless, Adam is Hope's son, and he's how do I put it? He's going through a whole lot of stuff. He's just gotten off the beam a little bit. That young man. He's going to get back on. I think. Um, it's interesting the way that they have written him. And what we do know about daytime is that as much as people might um, complain about villains or how bad somebody's, you know, written or, or, their, or the behavior or whatever, I think there's a part of us that loves those bad characters as well. It sort of a, allows us to live vicariously through the character uh, who is, doing things that, that we would probably not normally do in our day-to-day lives. So I think that there can be a love-hate relationship with the character. Um, and, of course, the greater the villain, mm. the greater the redemption when the time comes. You hope. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> so I think that um, it's going to be really interesting to see what Maria Bell does with the character and the, the cast of the writers, which... I don't know. I've had the opportunity to play a lot of villains in my life, and it's really fun. I have to tell you, um, I, the fans don't always like it, and <laughs> one woman almost assaulted me in, in Whole Foods uh, in, in Los Angeles once when I was on Santa Barbara many, many moons ago, and I had to explain to her that it was a character that I played and that it wasn't really who I was as a person, that I was breaking up this other couple. Um, but I think that, you know, I think it's relatable. I think that the fans... You know, they, there's a love-hate relationship there, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. And I think Maria Bell and, as I said, the writers have really written, I think it's been captivating. One so. of the things that I saw on message boards, certainly on the SoapCentral.com message boards and on Facebook and elsewhere, when it was announced that you were returning, the first thing people thought was, uh-oh, maybe Hope didn't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To the best of your knowledge, Hope is definitely dead, correct? To the best of my knowledge, yes, but what, what we do know about soap operas is that at any given time, any character, there's always a way to bring somebody back. That being said, um, I am not aware of, of other than a 
perhaps a, a twin somewhere in the background <laughs> um, of her being able to come back, um, which, you know, was an idea that had sort of been talked about um, a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's many ways to keep a character prevalent on a show, obviously, as you can see what they, what they did today. And it was really great for me to see and, um, the flashback sequences and they were kind enough when I went back to the show to edit a DVD for me that had about clips, clips from about 15 different shows that oh, wow. moved forward in time. And it was very, I'll get very choked up talking about it, it was very emotional for me uh, to, to sort of take that journey. And I was actually talking to Eric about it when we were shooting, and he said, I would love to see that. I said, some of your work in that the scene in, in the hospital room when he picks up his son for the first time, I was yeah. watching it today, and I just was crying. He, Eric is just such an amazing actor, and that to have those years of working with him was just really, really a gift. Um, but he was really excited about it, and I, and I actually called up the, uh, the office, and I said, do you think that maybe we could get another copy of that burned and just leave it in Eric's dressing room so he can take a look at that? Because he seemed really interested in looking at that. But it was... I, I thought the way that they did it today was very, very well done, and the fact that they went back and reshot um, the death scenes with Michael right. um, was, you know, was a wonderful opportunity for me. So I was just love working with these people, this cast and crew. Uh, it's just an amazing show, and I think there's a reason that it's always done so well in the ratings. There's a reason for that. So if given the opportunity, whether as uh, an evil twin, we'll call her Faith, uh, or maybe it's as... funny because that's the name that I had chosen for her, <laughs> Faith, Hope, and Charity. So there's the evil triplets. If, if given the opportunity, you would go back, I'm assuming, in, in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, California um, is my home, and uh, a lot of people commute back and forth from the East Coast. I am on the East Coast. This is my home at the East Coast these days. Um, but I'm always open to anything. I have a, a lot of really wonderful things going on right now. Uh, you know, this web series, River Ridge, that I'm involved with, with uh, Tyler Ford, the creator, uh, who's written this um, just simply amazing script, and Hannah Michelle, the other executive producer, um, I'm really excited about. And I've read a lot of scripts in my day, and when this one came across my desk, I was really excited about it. So uh, I'm open to anything and everything. I mean, I, I, my sister and I, Bethany Atherton, were, were contributing editors for an East Coast magazine, Commerce Magazine. Um, we write collectively together. Um, we've written a book. It's a food memoir uh, with recipes included, Love Dish, that's about to be published. This It'll be coming out this winter. Uh, she actually co-wrote another book, All Is On The Table, that's available. It's been published with this woman, Esther Navarro, which is just one of the most amazing books. I, I collect cookbooks, and this oh. one is really spectacular. Um, so we, I have a lot of projects. I have a, a very, very productive voiceover career on the East Coast and in L.A. as well. So I'm open to anything and everything, Dan. <laughs> as I like to say, bring it on. Well, we're glad that you brought it on to Soap Central Live. We're going to talk a little bit now about... River Ridge, there's not a whole lot of information out there, and it seems like maybe these closely guarded secrets are sort of intentional. Is that the case? I think so, yes. We were, we're very protective of 
um, of this concept. And as I said, it, I think it's one of the best scripts that that I had read in, in quite some time. And um, I think fans are going to really, it's so relatable, this script. Uh, I know there's a little confusion when I did a comparison to the film Crash. It ha- it's, there's no connection to Crash other than it is what you would coin hyperdrama, where there are a number of storylines that intersect with one another, which makes it very, very interesting. It, it takes place in a in a very influential town. Um, uh, some of the characters are quite wealthy. Others uh, come from the other side of the tracks, and um, it's just the, the you know the day to day stories of of these people and and real life and the struggles that we all come come across in real life. Uh, Tyler and Hannah and I decided, we were, all felt very strongly about that as long as we are going to entertain people, let's educate them as well. There's going to be very interesting storylines that are going to deal with topics that uh, perhaps some primetime series wouldn't really want to dabble in too much, um, that we're going to deal with mental illness, we're going to deal with homosexuality, we're going to deal with um, interracial relationships, we're going to deal with addiction, and not in a very, not in a sensationalist manner, sensationalistic manner, but in a very real, very honest manner, to hopefully um, hold a mirror up to people, and to find a resolution, and and to hopefully create. Uh, we've talked about the credits might be longer than the than the show that we can connect people to hotlines, to places that they can get help, that they can reach out to, um, in the hopes that, as I said, that we will not only be entertaining people, but we will educate them and perhaps help them find a way to get the help that they may need. Um, and as an actress, that's very important to me. When, when, when I was doing Hope, playing Hope, um, for all those years, the fan mail that I, that I, that I got and that I still continue to get from people who were married to, related to, friends of, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives of people that were not only blind but had other particular, and, I, and, I, and, and forgive me for using the word handicapped, that dealt with struggles in their personal life or things that they've had to overcome, that this character was so strong and so independent and had such a deep spiritual sense of just gratitude for her life, um, that fan mail, I mean, that to me, that's it right there. That's it, that you can touch people's lives in such a way. This is part of why I do what I do. You know, if you can just reach out and you can change the course of one person's life or touch them or help them go in another direction, oh, my gosh, I mean, it's just so worth it. That's what it is about for me at this point in my life. Now, maybe that's not what it was like when I was in my 20s, hmm. but that's what my life has evolved into, and Hope was a really good example of that. Um, we have to take a quick break here, but there's okay. so much more to talk about, so stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to an East Coast edition here of Soap Central Live. We are in the Jersey Shore, just in the last couple of segments, I'm here in Philly, and now we're talking about River Ridge with Sydney Coleman. And with all apologies to Erica Kane, Sydney, Delaware is not exactly the corner of Hollywood and Vine. So <laughs> why? It's not, but it's beautiful nonetheless. I want you to know the East Coast is, is lovely. Many, many beautiful areas here. For many people, Delaware, other than being the first state and a great place to go shopping because there's no sales tax, uh, why choose Delaware for the location of River Ridge? Well, our, 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 our writer and creator, Tyler Ford, is from this area, and I think he has interjected a lot of his own personal background into these storylines. He's a highly sensitive individual, a very prolific and very talented writer, and he just did what was you know, true to his heart and just, I think, kept it close to home. By the way, I want to throw in here real quick um, the website, www.riverridgeseries.com. Um, there'll be more things, um, more teasers, more things coming up, and that's how you can stay in touch with finding out what's going to happen with the series. Um, I'm really excited about it. You know, Delaware is just gorgeous, and it's, it's been a wonderful opportunity for me 
um, moving, relocating to the East Coast to explore all these areas. Mm-hmm. And the town that we would we choose to remain undisclosed um, for obvious reasons is just gorgeous. And uh, I think it's going to look, you know, just amazing um, on film. And um, the cast has just grown. I mean, there's just incredible people that have attached themselves to it. You know, Barbara Allen Woods, Beth Ellers has come on board. Um, Hudson Like, who is just, you know, amazing. A lot of people know her work. Uh, Seth Ford, there's some newcomers coming on board. Matt Maccabee, who's just, oh, my gosh, he looks like a young version of Brad Pitt, just gorgeous and a dynamite actor. So many talented people. Frank DeCopolis is looking at, you know, somebody who's a dear friend of mine, um, really excited about working with these people, Beth Ellers in particular, and Hudson, who are just, you know, huge fans of their work. Um, I think people are going to be just blown away by this, by this, uh, by this series. I'm just so excited. I can't tell you. I really am. Well, it, it sounds exciting, but something that I think that should be noted that even though there are a couple of folks who come from the soap world who are involved mm-hmm. in this project, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be uh, a web soap per se. Not per se. We. Uh... We think that there's we have a lot of connections to the larger studios. There's been a little bit of buzz going on, and without um, giving you know definite names, there's an opportunity um, or a possibility, I should say, that it could jump um, to a bigger screen at some point. We like the fact that we're doing a web series because it's you know Tyler in particular. It creates a little bit more control of the finished product. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really, really want to do something different. We really, as I said, I don't, I don't know. I'm just at a point in my life that it's so important to reach out and touch people and to try and make a difference and educate people and help people. This is what we're, you know, this is, this is really a big part of my calling in my life at this point in my life, that uh, I've lived such a beautiful, amazing, incredible life and by the way, I have to throw in, hi, Mommy, I love you. Hi, Mommy and, and Magi, I love you both very much. My mom finally got a computer. She's watching this or listening to this right now. Okay. Um, I'm at a point in my life that uh, it's about giving back. It's about being socially conscious and, and trying to make a difference on this planet. There's enough pain and suffering as there is. Let's try and create something positive and help people. That's really, truly what's in my heart. I think that so that, that being said, I think the series is, is uh, really going to be different in that sense. I think that that's important to... It's so easy, especially with the Internet, that you can put something hateful out just as quickly as you could put out something that's, that's positive. And I think that so many people get lost in the facelessness and forget that they're impacting other people. So why not take the same time to put out that positive message, which is something I try to do here on the show, uh, than taking all that time and being so negative. Dan, I agree with you, and, and you do have such a, a positive persona, and I, I personally so appreciate that, and I'm sure the fans do. And Thank I want to give, a, once again, a, a big thanks to all the fans out there because I don't have a career if, if you all are not writing and listening and tuning in, and I cannot tell you the amount of messages I've gotten on Facebook from people reaching out and telling me, just writing the most beautiful things. And I'm just so touched by the mail, the Facebook, everything. 
um, that people have written, and I, and I thank you, thank you so much, genuinely from the bottom of my heart. And uh, I agree with you, Dan. The glass is either half empty or it's half full. It's all about your perspective, and let's try and focus on the positive things in life. We, I don't know if you can believe this, but we are, are drawing up here on the end of the show. We have about two minutes until I have to close. There okay. are so many people who, of course, are familiar with your work on Guiding Light. And mm-hmm. for those soap fans, that connection is gone since Guiding Light is off the air. I'm wondering if you oh, can wow. briefly share uh, maybe a favorite memory from being on Guiding Light. Oh, there's so many of them. What an incredible cast of people. Uh, working with people like Beth Ellers, as I said, and Frank Dacopoulos, who I just adore. Um, so many talented people on that show. Kim Zimmer, um, you know, Robert Newman, just, you know, the, the list goes on and on. It was a wonderful opportunity for me um, because I had always wanted to live in New York and just had never gotten around to it. And suddenly I got this phone call from my agent saying, would you be willing to relocate to New York? I flew in on a Tuesday. I tested on Wednesday. I flew home on Thursday. I found out on Friday I, I, that I had gotten it, and I started work the next week. So that was a big scramble. But um, I, I didn't really know that I was replacing Cynthia Watrous on the show. I had no idea I was replacing a, a, an actress who had won an Emmy. So it was really, I, I you know, had a lot of sympathy or, or compassion, I should say, for Michael. It's very difficult to step into the shoes of, of, of another actor who's created a character. And I think it takes a lot of courage and a lot of faith. Um, and I have to say, what was so wonderful for me was a number of people who just reached out. The, 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 the cast that I worked with, Frank DeCoplis in particular, and Beth Ellers as well, that just made me feel so comfortable and so welcome. And Paul Rausch was so amazing to work with. I mean, the man is just incredible. Um, so that is something that was really terrific. And of course, it was so much fun to play her when she just went nuts, you know. Oh, my it's gosh. Just because you get to play something that you wouldn't normally do in your day-to-day life. As I said, you get to step into the, the skin of this, of this crazy human being and do things that you wouldn't normally do. So. We would certainly hope. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today, but I'm going to extend an invitation to you on the spot to certainly come back more as we get closer to the start of River Ridge and any other time you'd like to come back. Oh, Dan, I would love that. Listen, I, I asked you if I can come back when Love Dish has been published, the book that my sister Bethany and Atherton and I have written together. So Perfect. hopefully it's going to coincide. Actually, it is because it will be around Christmas time that all of these are coming together, and I'd love to come back. That'll be great. I want to thank my other guests, David Fumero and Gabrielle Berberich. Don't forget to check out greetingsfromtheshore.com to learn how you can buy your copy of their movie. And, of course, Sydney Coleman for dropping by. You can check her out for the next few days on CBS's The Young and the Restless and head over to riverridgeseries.com or their Facebook page for River Ridge, and you can get more information. Until then, I'm Dan Kroll. Get ready for the spooky Friday the 13th music. Organ <laughs> in three, two, one, go. <laughs> Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.